Today we are celebrating Trinity Sunday, a day in which we focus on the reality of one of these profound mysteries of our faith, that the one God is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Something that we declare every time we make the sign of the cross. This revelation of God is something that he didn't give to humanity right away. If we look in the Old Testament, it's, it's hidden, it's there, that there's a trinity, but it's not easy to see and understand. It's not really until the Incarnation, until God the Son comes from heaven, uniting himself with humanity, and giving up his life on the cross for our salvation. As we heard in our Gospel passage, the reason God does this is out of love. Everything that God does is because of love. And this trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a community, a union of love of the three persons of the trinity. And this love is so powerful, it pours out from the trinity into all of creation. And God created each and every one of you out of love. He loved you into existence. He continues to love you, and that's why you continue to exist. And because of that love... There's an invitation to go deep into this union of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for all eternity. An invitation to participate in this divine community of love of the three persons of the Trinity. This is something that we celebrate and get a glimpse of at every Mass. The greeting that I typically use actually comes from our second reading. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That was a practical direct quote from our reading. They used a different translation saying fellowship instead of communion, but in the Greek it's all the same. So we have this invitation where we're listing all three persons. Sometimes when we hear in sacred scripture about God, we could be talking about all three persons at once, Or we could be talking about just God the Father. The way we tell the difference is the context in which it's presented. For example, in our Gospel passage, God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. Okay, so when we said God there, we meant God the Father. Even though it didn't say specifically God the Father, we know it's God the Father because he gave his Son. And so it is in other places in Scripture too, that we can recognize who we're talking about, based upon the context. And in the celebration of the Mass, we're talking about the whole Trinity, but we're joining into that relationship of the three persons. In fact, if we go to the collect, the beginning of the Mass, it's Trinitarian. And we call it the collect, this prayer that the priest prays, because right before that he says, let us pray, inviting all of us to pray to God individually. And during that brief moment of silence, you would be sharing with God in prayer, whatever it is that you wish to share. But then the priest is collecting everything that you're praying about, gathering it together, and then presenting it to the Heavenly Father on your behalf. And so the collect that we have today for the Trinity is uh, quite clearly Trinitarian. And you'll notice that it always refers to the Father to begin with, or nearly always. So it starts, God our Father. Okay, very clearly the priest is praying to God the Father. And then after that we start to remember what are the things that the Father did. 
So we heard, who by sending into the world the word of truth and the spirit of sanctification made known to the human race your wondrous mystery. So that's what we're recalling in this particular celebration of the Mass. But then we have our petition, our request of the Father. And in our colic today, it says, Grant us, we pray, that in professing the true faith, we may acknowledge the Trinity of eternal glory and adore your unity, powerful in majesty. But how is it that we can even address the Father? I mean, humanity had fallen away through sin. So the only way to get back to the Father is through the Son, who became human and gave up his life on the cross. And we're told in sacred scripture to pray through the name of Jesus, to pray through him. And so at the college, we typically hear near the end, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son. So there we are, praying through Jesus, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. So we're not just tacking on the Holy Spirit because we want to remember him. He's included because it's through the Holy Spirit that we gather together. It's through the Holy Spirit that we are united into one community, into the mystical body of Christ. And so the priest isn't praying this just by himself. He's praying it on behalf of the whole community, standing in the person of Christ, which he has become through the sacrament of holy orders. And then we recall that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the three persons are the one God, and we adore them forever and ever. There are many other places in our prayers, in our celebration of the Mass, in which we are naming all three persons, in which we're recalling this unity of love. Uh, We mention it as well in the Gloria, and then in the Creed. But I'm going to jump ahead to the part of the Mass that actually makes it Mass, which is um, the Eucharistic prayer. The beginning of it is uh, quite familiar. Um, It starts with a dialogue where the priest is talking to you. He says, lift up your, he says, the Lord be with you, and everyone responds with your spirit. Lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. So that's the beginning of the Eucharistic prayer. And the next thing that we have is the preface. But from that point on, the priest is not talking to you. Even though you see his face here at the altar, he's not talking to you anymore. He's talking to God the Father in the person of Jesus Christ on your behalf. And so if we go to the preface, it's quite clear that he's talking to the Father. Today's preface, it changes depending upon the season and the day of the celebration. It says, uh, It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. So quite clearly, he's talking to God at this point. And then it continues on in the preface. Since this is Trinity Sunday, in the preface, it's very Trinitarian, mentioning all three persons more than once. The unity in Trinity and Trinity in unity. But at every Mass, we also have the Eucharistic prayer, uh, part where we enter into this mystery of the Last Supper. Now, I typically pray Eucharistic prayer one, which is arguably the same prayer that St. Peter had prayed. And in this case, we can tell that, again, the priest is praying to the Heavenly Father in the person of Jesus Christ on behalf of the whole community. Because the priest would say, 
to you, therefore, most merciful Father. So quite clearly, he's not talking to the congregation, talking to God, the Father. And as it continues, we hear time and time again reference to God, eternal, living, and true, or to the Father, or Lord. Later on, it mentions, uh, it mentions the sacrifice being offered and praying that the bread and wine become the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, talking to the Father. Even as we go into this mystery of the words of consecration, the priest is talking to God the Father, not to the congregation. So what does that mean? Everyone's supposed to just like watch and be like, oh, Father Lampy's praying good today. No. Um, as part of the mystical body of Christ, you're supposed to join your intentions, your thoughts, your prayers, everything about you with what's taking place at the altar. Because what's happening at the altar is we're entering into this mysterious union of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. For all eternity, God the Father is giving life to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The Son is giving life to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is receiving life from Father and Son. And the Trinity is in unity of self-gift, totally giving to each other the fullness of themselves. We are to be united with Christ, giving ourselves fully through Christ to the Father in union with the Holy Spirit. And this is what happens at Mass when we fully participate, when we're paying attention, when we're joining our thoughts, our prayers, and everything with what's taking place at the altar. Because Christ's sacrifice on the cross, the total gift of himself in his humanity to the Father, is mysteriously taking place here at the altar. And this is important also for our daily life. Because if we're constantly forming ourselves out of love for God, of making a gift of ourselves to God through Christ in union with the Holy Spirit, then that helps us to grow in our capacity to love each other as well. When we participate well in Mass, that love brings us the healing grace of God, but it helps us to love each other better. Wouldn't that be great to love your spouse better than you do now? Wouldn't that be great to love your children better than you do now? Isn't that great if you could love your parents better than you do now? When we participate well in Mass, this is one of the effects that take place because we're joining into this mysterious union of love that transforms and heals us and makes us more like God. And so as the Eucharistic prayer continues, time and time again we hear reference to God the Father. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God. So again, talking to the Father. And at the very end of the Eucharistic prayer, the priest is praying what's called the doxology. And it goes like this. Through him, with him, and in him. O God Almighty Father. So he's addressing the Father, but he's saying through him, in him, and with him. Who's the him? It's Jesus. Because all of our prayers are being presented to the Father through Jesus. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. So we have all three persons. We're worshiping all three because all three have the fullness of divinity. We're entering into that mysterious union of love of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We get a foretaste of what it would be like in heaven. 
If we took a moment and briefly thought about the greatest experience of love we've had here on earth, that would just be a tiny little glimpse of what awaits us in heaven, where we get to participate in the infinite love of God, of this union of the Trinity. And so this Trinity Sunday, it's important for us to ponder this mystery of the one God in three persons, of this community and this unity of love, which should be our ultimate goal to be with God forever in heaven. He loved us into existence, and out of love he invites and encourages us into that for all eternity. But it wouldn't be love if he forced us into heaven. This love of God requires a response on our part, to love him in return, to live as he shows us, to participate well in this celebration of worship of our God. And in doing so, we'd be filled with his love, we'd become the best version of ourselves, and we'll get to be with him forever in heaven. So let us take this next moment of silence to ponder this great mystery of the Trinity, this community of love, which we are about to dive in deeper, more into this community of love, this Trinity, this self-offering, as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the most Holy Eucharist.